Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All righty, welcome back. Penn State kicks off the season Saturday night against West Virginia at Beaver Stadium. Penn State's a 20-point favorite. Now, West Virginia struggled last year. Uh, their defense struggles. Penn State's supposed to be really good. Uh, 20 points, that's a pretty big number. But most people I see, most predictions I'm seeing have Penn State covering that number. Mike Oste from WV Sports now covers all West Virginia sports for that terrific website. Joins me. Mike, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to join me, buddy. How you doing, pal? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's been a while, so happy to hear you got the show back and hope you're doing well as well. And, yeah, we're going to be getting together in person in a few days when West Virginia and Penn State renew what maybe some people much older than us think is a rivalry and or play for the first time in 30 years. What is your expectation? What is the expectation – uh, amongst the West Virginia fan base, because look, I, I'm yeah. I'm not sugarcoating things here. I'm not trying to you know, cause uh, uh, controversy. <laughs> Penn State fans think they're going to beat West Virginia's ass. I mean, they, they don't <laughs> think this game's going to be close. They they think West yeah. Virginia's terrible. And I mean, I'm seeing forty to ten. You know, I, I mean, w- what's the realistic expectation down there? Yeah, uh, well. That definitely is the national perspective, well beyond even Penn State fans. That's clearly the betting line, 20 and a half. It's not moving any closer to the margin in favor of the Mountaineers, making this closer. So that's the overlying thought. However, I will say it feels like the closer we get to the game, and maybe this is just an excitement about a college football season Maybe this is some, you know, cockeyed optimism that occurs. And I'm not saying any West Virginia fans really think they're going to probably win the game. But I am seeing a lot more Mountaineer fans thinking that West Virginia could surprise some people, maybe catch Penn State vulnerable because this is week one. They played Pitt very close as an underdog last year, as you know, in the brawl because that was week one. And we saw how bad West Virginia later showed you, but they played Pitt very close. So I think there are some West Virginia fans now that are starting to think that result could happen again, that they could at least make this closer. Penn State obviously much better than Pitt was last year. Maybe this wouldn't be 20. Maybe maybe West Virginia would lose by 10. And I've actually heard a lot of comparisons to, if you remember, when West Virginia started off a season against Alabama in the beginning of Nick Saban's dynasty, which also was kind of an influx year For Dana Holgerson, before he picked up steam, that was removed and after the Orange Bowl title, but they were floundering. And West Virginia started off the game with a long return, and they played close uh, up until probably halftime or so. And then Alabama pulled away. So it feels like that sentiment exists right now. But, you know, Penn State could easily say, yeah, this is new, what you're showing us, but we're going to adjust. We figured it out. We can handle it. We're way better than you. And then they run away with it, too. That could easily be the result. And my feeling is you have a first-year starting quarterback uh, in Drew Aller. I think Penn State's offense might take some time to get going a little bit. Um, the, the run the run game, I think, is going to be good with the offensive line. Um, but even if Penn State's offense takes a little time to get going, is West Virginia's defense good enough to do much of anything? What, 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 what's the feeling on that side of the ball specifically? Yeah, so 
the difference for West Virginia's defense this year than last year, and last year's West Virginia defense was one of the worst Mountaineer defenses in recent memory. I mean, for better or worse, Neil Brown's defenses have actually been good up until last year when they were just god-awful, at least early on in the year, and by the time they picked it up, the season didn't matter. But there's a sentiment that this defense might actually be deeper. You do lose Dante Stills, who makes the NFL roster, so obviously that's a major hit. But all of the players that got playing time last year that maybe wouldn't have won good teams, they now are in bigger roles, and they feel like they can step up to those roles. They got some transfers that are players that I think if West Virginia pulls off some upsets are going to be impact players, like a Beanie Bishop. He's a Big Ten guy. He told us. He thinks Minnesota sold him a bill of goods. He wanted his hands on the ball. He wanted to be a, a primetime corner that you put him in spots to get returns. He wanted to be a kickoff return guy. He wants to be a Richard Sherman type, and they didn't let him do it. West Virginia's going to let him do it. So, Aubie Burke's another one that, that is a ball hawk, and I've even heard opposing coaches call him that. I think West Virginia may have a chance this year, unlike last year, to number one, deal with injuries a lot better, be deeper defensively, and maybe create some turnovers. They couldn't create any turnovers at all last year except for the Virginia Tech game in which they did win. If they, if they win some games this year, if they hang with Penn State, if they win the backyard brawl, I think they're going to have to get some opportunities thanks to turnovers and takeaways, maybe even score off a few of them. But it's a much more physical West Virginia defense that is looking for turnovers on almost every single play. That maybe is their advantage. But they don't have nine draft picks like Penn State has, like Neil Brown said. So, again, who knows? you got a lot of running back to deal with. you got a lot to deal with. And maybe West Virginia has the maybe the advantage in the battle of the trenches, at least offensive line-wise. So on the flip side, that might be what they're thinking. Mike Ossie from WV Sports now. I just want to ask you, though, uh, from a defensive standpoint, I, to me the game yeah. plan going up against Penn State early in the season would be we're going to load up to stop the running game, and if Drew Aller is as good as we'll everybody try. says, you know, if yeah. he beats us, he beats us. Uh, Penn State doesn't have great wide receivers, we don't think. So what? what's West Virginia's game plan? Do they load up to stop the running game and then take their chances on the outside and over the middle with uh, with the passing game? Yeah, I would imagine that's the game plan. They obviously haven't given it to us, but but I'd imagine that has to be the game plan. I mean, they although the difference, and that might honestly, Corey, that actually could be the game plan for Penn State against West Virginia. These teams are very similar in how they're built. Penn State built this way as an elite team right now, and West Virginia trying to get there, but West Virginia is a ground-and-pound team with four stud running backs, including a kid from York, PA. They got an inexperienced quarterback. That's a question mark throwing. They got some receiver help, but there are a lot of inexperienced players there. Similar. But, yes, that has to be the game plan. You have to figure that, okay, we know you have four stud horses at running back, but we're at least going to try to wear some of them down. We're going to try to make sure that a four-yard run is a four-yard run and not an eight-yard run, certainly early on in downs. We're going to try to make sure we can maybe create a fumble or two and swat the ball or be really, really physical and let you know that we're here, even though that'll be hard, too, because the size edge actually might favor Penn State in many respects. But if they're going to win, they're going to have to, yeah, they're going to have to make an inexperienced quarterback that's thrown 60 passes throw the ball. And maybe they can say, okay, you have better running backs, but if we're doing weapon-to-weapon, maybe you don't have the edge receiver-wise 
So if you can extend plays and we can, we get some turnovers, that has to be the mentality. How about the offense for West Virginia, Mike? Um, yeah. Garrett Green, uh, we're assuming he's starting. So they're, they're going to try to run the ball. West Virginia traditionally has always been able to run the ball, but Penn State – we think is going to have a sensational defense. So which way do they attack it? Do they let Garrett, Garrett Green throw 35 times? Uh, or or is that is that just asking for punishment because you know he, yeah. he'll probably get hit a lot if he's back there that much? I think, again, it's going to be similar to Penn State's thinking offensively. So Penn State's probably going to want to have their running backs clicking in all cylinders and do this on the ground, and maybe Aller throws 25 passes. I think West Virginia's going to have a similar mentality where – Garrett Green, they know, is a run-first, dual-threat QB. He can throw a little bit. He can use his arm a little bit. He did show it a lot more last year than, say, when I saw him at practice a couple years ago. He can be that. He has to be that to be a good starter. But he's not going to win this game doing that. So I think the strategy is, and they've said this, they're going to try to utilize their running backs the best they can. And Neil Brown even said for C.J. Donaldson, he was the freak athlete that West Virginia has. Penn State has a bunch of them. West Virginia has, you know, one you could argue in C.J. Donaldson who exploded last year, got hurt, hadn't played running back prior to last year, now has seasoning and is healthier and better shape. Players like that are going to get involved. But Brown even said 15-plus touches. I think where Chad Scott said 15-plus touches for him, and people freaked out. Oh, my God, it's a little low. I even told national people, my tweet went viral. How can that be? Got to be 30 touches. It's going to be the case because they want to churn four running backs. So if one gets 30 touches, there's not enough for everybody else. I'm not a math major, but that's the case. So they're going to want to use them all. Keep them fresh. Do it on the ground. And then I actually will say one surprise that might be a wrinkle Penn State fans are not used to when they hear and know about West Virginia or watch them on TV in recent years. They have some tight ends that are pass-catching tight ends. So they're obviously not going to run on every single play. And when they do have to throw the ball, if they're not trying to deep play, which I don't know how many of them they have that can pull those off, they may try to churn the yards through the air with a pass-catching tight end, in particular Cole Taylor from LSU, Obviously played SEC big-time football. He's experienced this environment before. He can handle that. He hasn't been used as a number one tight end before as a pass catcher, but he he has the size and hands. So they say they're going to go to him. They say they're going to do a pass-catching tight end type of thing. I wouldn't even be surprised if they throw two tight end sets out there and maybe even also have two running backs on the field. So it'll maybe look a little different. I do honestly believe this West Virginia team is going to look and feel different than last year. Will they be better is a question mark. A lot of inexperience in this game, but it will be a run-heavy team for sure. Do they have the weapons on the outside where they can challenge Penn State? And not I'm not even talking 30, 40 yards down the field. I'm talking 10 right. to 15 to 20 yards down the field. Well, I mean, they. I think they have talented receivers that could be that eventually. For this game, probably not. Like, the only experienced receiver they have is Devin Carter. He played five years at NC State in the ACC. He's a guy who's going to walk in and be the one, but his numbers don't even eye pop you as a number one receiver. He's probably better as a two or three. They have tons of athletic talent, and even including recruits like Gallagher. Obviously, he almost went to Penn State. Traylon Ray. These guys are going to play in this game. But in terms of guys that can really win one-on-one battles, be burners, catch a 40-, 50-yard pass, win a one-on-one over a corner, and then extend it beyond – Probably not. Um, 
The fastest guy is probably Jay Sean Polk, who was a transfer from Kent State. He's more of a return guy. I can't see him. Maybe he'll try to get a pass or two to him, but he can't win the one-on-ones. Like, he doesn't have the size, even if he has the speed. So I think that'll be a problem. I don't see how they're going to create big plays through the air. I think big plays are going to have to happen on the ground and even on the ground thanks to Garrett Green and company. But I, I don't see how there's anybody that is going to throw up, uh, you know, Randy Moss-type perception out there and, and just all of a sudden 50 yards on one play. That, that seems hard to imagine. Mike Ossie from WV Sports Now. And the, everything that you're discussing – uh, is exactly what Penn State wants you to do. If if you can't right. beat them 20, 30 yards down the field, they'll give you four yards, and they'll give you three yards, and now it's third and three, right. and and they're going to try to stop yeah. you on third and three, or they're going to hope you get a, a holding penalty or, an off, or, or a false start penalty on second down, and now it's now it's third and nine. Uh, and that's, that's really the benefit of what Penn State can do, having a, a good defensive players at all three levels. It, it doesn't sound to me – like West Virginia is going to be dynamic enough to have some quick scoring drives. If West Virginia scores, and I'll give my score in a minute, I'll ask you for a score if you've got one. If they yeah. score, it's going to have to be some you know, pretty long 12, 14 play drives where they eat up six, seven minutes and, and they go 70 yards. Yeah, that's, at... that's what I think. Yeah, I think the only advantage, Corey, in terms of that strategy, and it could very well work, West Virginia is returning 135, I believe is the number, in terms of starts from the offensive line. PFF and other major outlets, despite thinking the Mountaineers are not going to be a good team overall, have thrown the offensive line as one of the top ten best in the entire nation. So if Penn State's thinking they're going to make this short yard, short yard, and then you're going to make a mistake, and all of a sudden you're punting or catch him on an offside, it could be that Zach Frazier and company do not make that mistake. So if West Virginia does three yards, four yards, and three yards, all of a sudden they're converting the first down. They could have a methodical drive after drive if the offensive line plays to what people think they can. And again, there are some, myself included, that if this team is a bowl team and kind of gets back to where the program should be, the offensive line may drive the bus. So if that's the case, Maybe it won't be fun in terms of passing, but maybe they could catch a big player or two on the ground and at least get yardage. You could be like a New England Patriots offense during their dynasty that I've, I've used as an example before. That might be what they really want is two tight end sets, running backs, you know, everyone involved, a lot on the ground, and then make sure you don't make mistakes and the quarterback kill you like early 2000s Brady Patriots football. That might be the hope, too. What's the feeling in West Virginia among the fan base for this game? Is there a fit of nostalgia? Does it mean anything to anybody? James Franklin said his players weren't alive the last time they played 30-something years ago. <laughs> um, the biggest new rivalry news this week for regarding Penn State was Pat Narduzzi shooting his mouth off again on a radio right. station earlier this week. Uh, saying, you know, why don't you guys play Penn State? And he said, well, ask James Franklin. We've called. We've asked. So, no. Sure. to be honest, n- nobody here is talking about West Virginia. N- nobody here. I mean, maybe the older fans that remember this 50 right. years ago. I don't So, what's it like down there? Is there, a, is there a fit of nostalgia among the West Virginia fan base, or is this, uh, is this just another opener? I think... I think that the the excitement exists because Penn State is a top 10 team. There's pressure on the West Virginia program. And if Neil Brown can get this win, whether it be Penn State 
or Alabama or whoever has that top 10 ranking that they're facing, that'll be a feather in his cap that'll very likely get him another year on the job. So it's an opportunity more so than it's a game against Penn State. Right, more so than it's a game against Penn State. And honestly, Corey, I don't know if you've seen this too, most of the conversation around West Virginia in terms of what Neil Brown has said, even around the program, has actually been a debate that Ren Baker started in terms of the schedule. West Virginia is right now complaining, saying that we have the number three hardest schedule in the country. We're yeah. playing two power fives out of conference. Only six programs are doing that in the country. That's not fair. Like, Ren Baker has flat out criticized his predecessor and said that you have screwed the program yeah. schedule-wise. They shouldn't be doing this. They should do the Michigan or Georgia schedule and play another group of five in there. That's been most of the discussion, uh, to be honest with you, which is weird to enter a season saying, we don't even want to play the game. We think it's unfair to play it. Well, you got a so, coach, and it kind of an embattled coach. He was able to survive last year. What What's the feeling right. about Neil Brown there? What is he? I mean, is he on the hot seat now? I think he's through 26, the contract, right? What does he have to do this year? Yeah, he's 100% on the hot seat. Um, so this is year five for Neil Brown. He's under 500. He's 100% on the hot seat. I would say realistically, Neil Brown, and he, and I honestly do believe this, and I think you know you would, Penn State would agree with this too. This game is almost a pass game for West Virginia. If they lose this by ten, it's it almost is a moral win, even though it, you can't count those. So I think overall, he has to win six games at minimum. I think Neil Brown has to have a year in which he is playing postseason football of some kind. Like we cannot have prior to Christmas, they're doing their cleanup crew, and it's already over. They got to have some bowl game, likely win it. Seven games, I think, definitely keeps him around. Six games, I think, probably would. Obviously, anything above that, he definitely would stay. The program likes him. They want him there. That's why it was a debate last year. But it is a results-based business. And I'm not saying West Virginia is Penn State historically, but it is the 15th winningest program all time. <laughs> you know, major bowl games and all, all of that galore the last 30 years. 22 and 25 with one bowl win in five years. That's, that's just unacceptable for the West Virginia program. It got to change or he will be gone. But I think that if they get into a bowl game, they will sell. The schedule being the third toughest, as unfair as that is, yeah. five and seven last year, give it one more year. I, I, but under six, he's definitely gone. Is the line now 20 and a half? It's been 20 and a half to 20 to 20 and a half, I guess, depending on where you look. Because it's interesting. I'll give my score first. I got 34-13. So I got him just barely covering that number for a long time. For early, you know, a, few, a couple months ago, I think the line was 17. And I, I, I wasn't quite certain how that would go. But I, I think it's going to be kind of right there at that number. I think West Virginia is going to have a tough time scoring. Have you, have you given a score prediction? Yeah, so I gave a score prediction, so I can give one here, and, and you know this will be about what it'll be. I believe I gave last time I gave one thirty six seventeen nineteen so, points, so just under. Yeah, so similar mindset as you. What I do think is going to happen is a possibility here. Number one, if West Virginia gets down fourteen nothing early on, they're toast. They're done. It could even be a thirty point loss. I wouldn't be shocked if they maybe have a good return or maybe score early in the game. Everyone gets excited. And maybe they hang with them even to halftime. Maybe it's a one-score game in favor of Penn State at halftime or 10 points, and then the second half Penn State pulls away. That wouldn't surprise me. But I think at the end of the day, it'll be about what Vegas says. 
I don't think it'll be anything like 50 to 3, though, that some people are saying on national outlets. I don't think it's that bad. What about it's not a one-win team like Barstool's saying. What about 51, but, but, 51 to 6? That's a, that's a number Penn State came up with the last time they played a supposed rival. Yeah, so like I don't, I don't think it'll be that embarrassing. I but if they don't, if they you know again, if they go out there and turn it over, where Penn State just clicks on the ground and just runs up and down their throat five minutes in, yeah, it could go in that direction. But I think it'll be entertaining enough for NBC for the first half, and then afterwards Penn State will pull away. But. You know, because Penn State does have the pressure. I don't think there's any on West Virginia in terms of this particular game, certainly on the brawl and others. But Penn State has to, you know, show their work if they want to be a playoff team, whether they win the conference or not. I like the game, man. I, I like it. It's uh, I like playing different people, seeing different different yeah. teams, uh, heading to Morgantown here uh, to, for the follow. I mean, I, I like these kinds of games. It, it's too bad. You mentioned how they hadn't played since 92, and obviously Penn State has the edge all time. It is too bad, though. This game didn't come back in, say, 2008 to 2005 and 2012, even. Like, West Virginia's had a lot of good teams since 92, and it comes back during the darkest period since the 70s. Um, I wonder, on both sides of the fan base, certainly amongst West Virginia fans, if this game came back in 2009 or even 2007 or six, if they might feel differently because they feel like they can really win, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Thanks, buddy. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. So uh, we'll be seeing you in a couple days. Good stuff. Thanks, Safe man. travels. Mike Oste from WV Sports Now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.